Welcome to another exciting episode of Until Dawn. As always, I'm Coy, and with me is my wife, Felicia. Hello, everyone. All right, so hopefully everyone had a good 4th of July. I know we did. We actually uh, went on Fort Leonard Wood and watched the uh, fireworks there. Hopefully everybody still has 10 fingers. Nobody lost any. Well, nobody has 10 fingers. Oh. Thumbs are fingers. Whatever. Hopefully everybody still has 10 digits on their hands. 10 digits, that's yeah. good. That covers the thumbs. That does cover the thumbs. So you're like retired from the military, but I feel like we're really lucky because we still live close to the military base and that's a really good place to be able to go on the 4th of July. So I think we're lucky that way because it's a really patriotic place. Yeah, they always put on a really great show. There was like 10 bouncy houses there for the kids, a petting zoo. Yeah, the kids had a blast. Yeah. They got to do the bungee run. Yes. I remember doing that in high school. Pretty sure I'd probably break something or pull a muscle if I tried doing the bungee run We're now. too old for that now. I like how they had the little, I don't know, that spinning thing the with log the log. Spin. Yeah. It reminded me of like an American Ninja type for toddlers. Yeah. Like they were jumping over the log and, well, they weren't actually jumping no. over it. They were getting hit with the log. Absolutely. It was really cute. So, And they always do a concert at Fort Leonard Wood. Yep. I don't know the person. I didn't know the person this year. But, you know, it's a good time. So other than that, we really haven't had anything else going on. It's been pretty boring here. That's sometimes a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Just work. Work and school. Always school. Work for me. Hair, hair, hair. And kids. Always the kids have us running and doing something, going somewhere. Yes. Right now it's camp and, and swimming. And now we have a birthday coming up. And then school will start, and then it'll be... Vacation, and then school. Yes, vacation, so. then school. And then it'll be band and sports. And Ugh, it never ends. But that's all right. Good times. So on the last episode, we said that we were going to be bringing a new segment to the episodes called Spooky Scoops. I just love that name. So when I hear that name, I just think, I imagine like a bowl of cereal that's spooky and it's like owls and bats and little ghosts yeah it's super cute i don't know spooky scoops doesn't it sound like cereal oh it sounds like cereal but i don't think that i, I think know. like count chocula booberry frankenberry well i guess it's kind of like that but it's our own bowl of cereal it's not already made cereal we made it like oatmeal no like i just explained it it's like bats and all the things Is there I marshmallows? Like. Yeah, because that's the best cereal. Okay. It's all marshmallows. Okay. So anyway, it's gonna be like not just paranormal news, but just different strange we weird news. Weird news, funny news. Odd news. Odd. So what do you got today? Oh uh, why don't you go first? No. Because I gotta find mine again. <laughs> oh Because I am not an organized person. Everything in my life is disorganized. Okay, so mine is, I found this on Mysterious Universe, Dead Indian Guru, Captain Freezer, followers claim he's meditating. So they're the leader of the Divine Light Awakening Mission, which is an Indian spiritual movement, and their goal is to kind of change the world through changing themselves, which sounds great. However, in January of 2014, Something else changed for the followers of this movement. Turns kind of towards crazy town. 
because the leader of the movement actually died from a suspected heart attack in January of 2014, which is no reason really to cause an alarm because that's pretty normal. But his followers immediately put his body into a commercial freezer in order to preserve it. The reason they stated is because the followers believe that he is meditating and not actually dead. But I'm pretty sure if they bring him out of that freezer, he's not going to smell like he's meditating. What do you think about that? I think that was a horrible joke and you should not quit your day job. Um, I don't know. <laughs> People believe weird crap. Well, if I wind up in a freezer, it's not because I'm meditating. <laughs> I would not, never put you in a freezer. There's no room in our freezer. There's no room in a freezer. It reminds me of uh, that in Colorado, that frozen dead guy. Remember, I want to go there and see it because I have the weird tourist trap thing. I think it's in Netherlands, Colorado. I don't know. I'll have to look up the story again, but it's the guy was like in the freezer. They found him like in the freezer. It's called Frozen Dead Guide Day. They have like the big festival <laughs> and I don't know. I had some friends, you know, we're military, so we always have friends moving everywhere. And I've had quite a few friends and clients that have moved to Colorado. I've told all of them to go to Frozen Dead Guide Days for me and get, check it out. But the guy's still there. I think the city's kind of adopted him and they keep him on ice now. They oh have big festivals and I don't know. When you talked about that, that's what I thought of. Well, as long as it's not weird, like, crazy cult-like. Right. <laughs> so my story is actually about a guy in a freezer, too. Sort of. <laughs> and it, I got it from ParanormalGlobe.com. It's a Chinese man keeps dead alien in his refrigerator. A Chinese man called Lee has photographed what he says is a dead alien, which he keeps in his refrigerator. Lee says that he found the alien lying trapped under a UFO which had crashed near his home. He says he watched a group of UFOs fly in formation along the Yellow River in Shandong Province, Binzhou. <laughs> Lee said, suddenly one UFO crashed. I immediately chased and found the body of an alien trapped under the UFO. I immediately lifted the alien and took it home to put in the refrigerator. He posted his photos of the alien onto social media sites, but they have been getting mixed reactions. The Chinese police even released a statement saying that they found Lee's story very unconvincing and they believe that the alien is made of high-quality rubber. I don't know what sounds more unbelievable, the alien or the name of that town. Right, <laughs> I like that he said he saw, like, multiple UFOs, but it's like you can get pictures of them. Like, you saw them, and then one crashed. Right. And the alien was trapped under the UFO, right? So I'm just, like, imagining this. Did he try to save it? Like, he... What did he do? Like, lift the UFO off of the top of it? And, I mean, are they lightweight? Like, right. I don't know. But the pictures of the alien are pretty amazing. It looks like a biscuit. Like a busted can of biscuits. <laughs> a busted can of biscuits, yeah. Uh, <laughs> What's the alien's thermos? Don't leave you home without it. Thermos? It does have a thermos. I'm going to have to post the story on our yeah. Facebook page. We'll put a link to both the stories in the show notes as well. Because I'm... Yeah, you just got to check out this alien. It, uh... I'm pretty sure it's hollow. Yeah. But, yeah, it's a pretty... 
be great if it was like cheese filled or like a giant alien pizza roll. It definitely looks like a pastry to me. I'm just picturing a giant alien pizza roll. I mean, we've seen worse at my tourist traps, right? Yes. Remember we stopped to see the thing? Oh, yes. We won't run it for people. No. But, you know. So, for this episode, that was Spooky Scoops. Wait, I thought you would definitely want to talk about Roblo and the Bigfoot thing. I mean, I know it's already been all over Facebook, but it's like a, I'm like in the Ozarks where we're at, and it's Bigfoot, so I thought you'd definitely bring that up. All right. So, Roblo claims that he saw Bigfoot with his sons. He's currently filming a new show. I don't know exactly when it's going to come out. It's called Lolo Files which to me kind of sounds like the X-Files, but I'm sure it's completely original. And it's going to be a reality show where him and his sons travel around America looking into different lore and urban legends, monsters, which is how he ended up in, in the Ozarks looking for Bigfoot. And the show is going to be on A&E. It premieres August 2nd. I believe the finale is going to be like the almost died or thought he was going to get killed episode. And they're actually calling the Bigfoot the wood ape. I don't know. Have you heard that term before? No, not not for Bigfoot in Missouri. Like I've heard like the blue man, Momo. Momo. That was the big one. And the wild man of the Ozarks, but not wood ape. Maybe they were down by down in the boot hill by your family's place. Now that we've heard that there's possible Bigfoot sighting down there, oh, we're going to have yeah. to go down there and check that out. <laughs> yeah. Spend a weekend down there. All right. Do you got anything else to add? Any more uh, spooky scoops? No, I think that's it. For Is your, right now. your bowl of spooky scoops empty? It's empty. Empty. All right. So let's take a quick break and talk about the Haunted America Conference. sudden draft from a window that was supposed to have been closed. A chill at the back of the neck. Groans, creaks, and bumps in the night. Man has always been frightened by the dark. Troubled by noises just beyond the reach of lights. Occurrences just beyond the reach of understanding. So since we got back from the uh, Haunted America conference, we did our show in Mineral Springs, but we never really went into detail on the conference and things that happened there. So we thought we'd do an episode on that, kind of discuss what we did and just kind of give an idea for anybody that's not able to go or is kind of on the fence about whether they should or should not go. Which they should go. Absolutely. <laughs> but our day started off a little bit different than just the conference because we went up to the Limp Mansion yeah, we went up early that day, and I'm sure everybody listens to History Goes Bump. I think that's probably like the most popular podcast, paranormal podcast, right? But Denise and Diane, they were having a meetup for their spooktacular crew, and we're part of that. So we went up there to St. Louis earlier in the day, and we met up at the Lump Mansion, which Koi was in the Army, so he's like, gets everywhere super early. So we were there way too early. So we actually walked around the historic, what is that, Cherokee something street area? I don't know. But we walked around there, got some pictures and stuff, and 
went to this little Irish pub. Yep. Had some Magners yes. hard cider, which is my favorite. Yeah. Hard cider. Usually we only get that when we're up in Weston. Mm -hmm. But, and then we uh, went over to the Lint Mansion and met up with everyone from the Spooktacular crew. It was really cool. It was cool to meet everybody. Actually met some people there that listened to our podcast, which I was surprised. Yeah, I'm, I'm always I'm, surprised that anyone listens yeah, to I, us. So I figure I think <laughs> I'm the only one that listens to the episode, and that's when I'm editing. Yeah, us and your mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the number one fan. Right. <laughs> so this was the second year we've got to see Diane and Denise. Yes. And I don't know. They're just so nice. I love them. Yeah. If there was an award for like the nicest podcasters, right. That would be them. For we sure. should make that a thing. Yeah. Have our, we always have our own award show where we just pick all of our favorites. Yeah. Sounds, <laughs> sounds legit. All right. No ballot. No balloting. Just. Just what we say. Right. So after uh, we had dinner there, I guess lunch. Yeah. Actually, it was our dinner too because we forgot to eat. Yeah. <laughs> but um, we headed on over to Alton, Illinois, and that night. What did they have? They had the speakers panel, right? Yep. Like uh, a the question Q &A and answer. Q&A. And that was really interesting. It was cool to really see kind of everybody together and get and see how everybody was kind of shooting different ideas and everything right. off each other. Yeah, because they would ask a question and then everybody would answer. And it's, it's really cool to see how everybody has a different... Per oh, God. I started to say perspective because I've been listening to that <laughs> podcast. <laughs> perspective. <laughs> Thanks, Shaggy. Right. Um, but yeah, now it's stuck in my head. <laughs> but uh, yeah, to see everybody's opinions, how they think about things in different ways. So I always like to hear that. Their perspective or <laughs> their yeah. perspective. Yeah. <laughs> If you haven't listened to that podcast yet, definitely uh, go give it a listen. It's called The Perspective. It's on iTunes and yeah, I really a couple enjoy other it. formats as Obviously, well. Obviously, because that's it's in my language now. <laughs> it's replaced my proper English. So yeah, go download The Perspective podcast. Give it a listen. <laughs> Talk like me. <laughs> and them. And them. <laughs> so for speakers this year... There was, and I'm probably not going to say names right, even though I know Sarah Soderlund, Rosemary Ellen Guiley, Dana Matthews and Greg Newark, Troy Taylor, Amber Rose, and Rob Demarest. So this is the second year that I've heard Sarah Soderlund speak at the conference. I don't know if it's her second year speaking there, but she was. I know I heard her last year and then this year. Yeah. I don't know if she's been there before, but this year she talked about what being haunted. I think that was her thing, being haunted. Yeah, that sounds right. It was really interesting. I always like to hear her speak. She's hilarious. Yeah, very very good speaker. Yeah, she's she keeps you entertained. And so. she was the first speaker of the day, so she had a. It was early in the morning, so early. Paranormal people stay up late. They right. Do, they do we not get up early. No. But Maybe that's why it works out well for me. Right, yeah. But she was worth getting up early. Yeah. So, and then... And there it was Rosemary. And she talked about... Bigfoot. Bigfoot. And it was more along the lines of... It was like an interdimensional 
travel. Yeah. And that's actually the second time I've heard that talked about at a conference. The first time was in Springfield, Missouri. Yes. At the Shrine Moss when they had that conference there. That was a lady from MUFON. That. And I will say, Rosemary Ellen Guiley was a much better speaker on it. Yeah, it made a lot more sense. <laughs> the other lady was entertaining, but... That's kind of where it stopped. I was just like, what the heck is that lady talking about? You start to lose me when you talk about Bigfoot flying UFOs and... Yeah, that lady, I don't know. But she, I, I did enjoy it with Rosemary, so... And then, of course, your favorite yeah. was the... Traveling Museum, the Paranormal Traveling Museum. With Dana Matthews and Greg Newkirk. Yeah, they were there last year, too, and I just love to look at all their stuff. Yeah. It's like life goals. I would love to have all those little no, objects. Not, no. I already, I already collect weird, strange things. Trying to get my doll collection up. I love creepy dolls. No. Not like the little antique dolls, but like legit creepy dolls. Well, so. all the dolls are creepy, so. <laughs> right, yeah. But they, no, they brought Billy. Billy the Idol. Yeah. I got to hold him. That was cool. I was really excited to do that. I think we got a picture of that and I put it on our Probably on social our Instagram, media. Yeah. yeah. I will say that Koi was being super clumsy. Usually I'm the clumsy one, which you usually hear me turning the podcast, hitting stuff. But, um, he, there was like a clown picture sitting on the floor and he was talking and he kicked it over. Yeah. You know, like scratched at your leg, right? Yeah. Koi is never clumsy. The whole rest of the weekend. <laughs> Super clumsy. Everything was going wrong for him. So I told him he needed to write a letter to the clown and apologize <laughs> for kicking it in the face and knocking it over. Then after Greg and Dana, it was my favorite always Troy Taylor I like can fangirl on him <laughs> I like love Troy Taylor but he run Choi uh Choi I just uh I just shipped your names Choi <laughs> I, uh, I don't know if you like that <laughs> I don't know if I like that Koi's childhood he talked about the Amity house basically fact and fiction behind it so. Yeah, I just I just want to believe all the fiction because <laughs> it just sounds so good. I've seen the, all the movies. Right. But no. It but it's good. Like That's why I like him because he's like a history guy. I like history. I like the facts. And, you know, stories are good, but you got to have history. Yeah. I know you're pretty devastated. I, I was. I told him. <laughs> I totally ruined my childhood. <laughs> yeah. But that was it. Was it was a great uh, Don't presentation. Don't you think you could just listen to him talk for hours? I could, and I added a lot of his books to my collection. And then I got back, and what? A week later, I ordered two more books. Yeah. And then I'll order more in a couple weeks. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> and after Troy was Amber Rose from Ghostly Talk. Yeah. And that was the first time I've heard her speak. She was really good. She had really interesting stuff, too. She had, like, that true crime, weird news, just stuff I like. Yeah. So I really enjoyed her, too. Some of the stories she told, I was like, what? 
kids. That's crazy. She had a lot of Michigan stories. Yeah. Hers was like, what? was it all Michigan? Uh, I don't know if it was all Michigan. Because I know she ended her presentation talking about like weird medicines. And... Oh, like all the old ads that... Yeah. Which is weird. Uh, what is that? Synchronicity? Is that what that's called? I don't know. But once we left there, we went to like... You know, like it was all those old... The weird ads that they used to put in magazines or newspapers. So anyway, we left there and we go to Mineral Springs and I'm looking at books because I'm like a book addict. I'm like, just addicted to them. And I found a book and it was completely full of... The whole book is like those old ads and stuff. I can't remember what it's called. I'm going to have to find it. But I was so excited to get that book. So. It was just kind of cool after hearing her talk about that to go and find a used book on the bookshelf so yeah that was at the Merrill springs <clears throat> wasn't it yeah it was actually at the torture museum part makes sense so yeah <laughs> and the final speaker was rob demarest from most people know him from ghost hunters international and i have to admit like i did not like that show i, I thought- can't say i really watched it well, I think, I think we watched it, but it was more just to see the kind of the locations you'll never go to type thing. Uh, I think that's why I didn't like it, because I was like, I'll never go to those places. Oh, watch yeah. It. You didn't like it, because we'll I never go there. unobtainable. Yeah. But, um, plus the cast. I didn't like a lot of them either. So, anyway, I just didn't like that show. But I have to say, after seeing him speak, or hearing him speak, like... I like him now. Yeah. He kind of changed my opinion on him. He was super funny. A very nice guy. Very down to earth. Yeah, definitely have to say like completely different than how he comes across on the how or how he came across on the show. Right. And he did say I can't remember the name of the show though. He kept saying don't watch GHI watch. I want to say it was like Haunting Australia, Haunting Australia or Haunted Australia. I think it was. You can find it on YouTube. If you search Haunted Australia. Or... So, I'm going to have to look that up because I guess it's supposed to be a lot better. Yeah. So, we'll have to do that. So, there was two very exciting things that happened for me at the conference. One was you bought me something I never imagined you would buy me. The Danny O'Day Ventriloquist doll. Yeah. It is so cool. I think it's from the 1960s. Yeah, 50s or 60s, yeah. And it came in the original box, a little beaten up, but it even has like a change of clothes in it, and he's super creepy and awesome, and I love him. Yeah, he is very super creepy. I can't, I still, I don't know why. (laughs) You can't resist that face. It's the freckles. Oh, yours or his? His. Oh. You can't resist either face. (laughs) And that was just one of, that was just one of the vendor's tables. There was so many vendors there. Troy Taylor was there with all of his, you know, his mountain of books, 120 of them. Yeah, there's so many vendors. I'm like trying to think of them in my head and there's a whole room of them. Right, yeah, literally. I mean, you can find everything from books to jewelry to pendulums to, of course, Raining Zen was there. You have to mention them because we love them. Yes. Um, There was... Sherry Brake was there with her dowsing rods and pendulums and April Slaughter was there with... Her skulls, which are amazing. One day I'll have one. I was hoping she'd have her Ouija boards this year, but she didn't have any. 
And then of course they have the big auction, or not auction, the drawing. The drawing, so yeah, it's like a raffle. you can buy raffle tickets. And every year I try to win the big Ouija table. It's like a table with a Ouija. Design on design it. Design on top. I never win it. But this year we actually won a uh, 1940s Ouija board. Yep, a William Fold Ouija board. So I was really excited about that. And there were there was only two of them in the drawing. There was a 1950s and 1940s, and we actually, luckily enough, were able to win the older one. Yeah. So it's sitting in the office now. Yep. Gonna have to get a shelf for it, put it up. And I think if you follow us on Instagram, there was a picture of the Danny O'Day doll and the Ouija board. So setting in our bed. <laughs> right. We might we might go ahead and actually repost that whenever we put this episode up. Yeah. So each day after the speakers there are after hours events which some are workshops some are ghost tours ghost walking tours investigations i know I think they, they had a dinner ghost dinner yeah. tour or something i don't know we actually did the workshops this year right yeah there was an investigation of the unitarian church and mineral springs both nights yeah i think they did pike mansion one night maybe yeah which is someplace right. I want to go. We've never investigated there. The Unitarian Church I'd love to do again because we got those. I got pictures of those shadow figure. That's still probably like the best picture I've ever got of something. So yeah. I'd love to go back there. And then your camera broke. Yeah, and then my camera like blew up. It was literally like burned up. I've never seen anything like that. So I missed that camera. That was a good camera. I know. <laughs> Damn ghost. But uh, on the first night, we did a workshop with Sherry Brake, and it was dowsing and pendulums. So I've had dowsing rods and pendulums for, uh, I guess, dowsing rods for like two years. And I got a pendulum last year, which I really haven't used much. I should, but I haven't. But this was the first time you've ever worked with dowsing rods, so... I was excited that you did the class with us, the workshop. Sherry Brick, she's amazing. She's really good at what she does, you know? Yeah, she was really good. Not not only just speaker, because the last two times that we went to the conference, she spoke. But this is the first time I was able to do a workshop with her. And she was really good at working with everybody, working with a large crowd, because there was quite a few of us in there for the workshop. She was so organized. I've never seen anything like that. She, like, had nice folders for us with, like papers pretty, all about dowsing and i don't know it was just yeah really pretty nice. much like a synopsis of the right of the workshop i was pretty amazed by that but um she talked to us about what dowsing for water of course because that's originally what dowsing was used for a lot i know my grandma called it water witching mm-hmm. oh we talked about dowsing for graves she even talked about if you find a grave how you can figure out if it's male or female gosh there was so much I felt like I learned so much like within that hour and a half or however long we were there. I mean, she showed how you could really, I mean, douse for anything, anything you're trying to find from, she talked about how she used little dowsing rods to find her car in a parking lot. Right. And now Koi needs to use dowsing rods to find my surface and a laptop that we were missing in the house, right? Yeah. So <laughs> we'll let you know how that works. Yeah. I think, uh, and then we kind of touched on pendulums and 
I think you really enjoyed that part, right? Yeah, that was pretty interesting. Because I was way skeptic on all of that. Right. You're skeptic. Yeah. You're pretty skeptic on most things, I think. So, yeah. Besides Bigfoot. But um, what I thought was cool is I remember when I was little, like, people would take, like, the chain and, like, a wedding ring and hold it over the pregnant lady to see which way, you know, is she boy or is it a girl? And that was okay. I don't know. That's just my family. But now I'm thinking, like, if I would do that with a pendulum, they would be like, oh, my God, that's a witchcraft. <laughs> but it's pretty much the exact same thing right. that they were doing. Different, though, because they were using a wedding ring. Right. But anyway, it's just, you know, to see the way that that's used in different. So she showed us how to take the pendulum and you can train it, you know, like, take it this way. This is yes, no. And then you can use it to, like, get answers or... She also showed us energy. Yeah. Which you held it <laughs> above your hand and it was crazy, right? Was right. that energy or aura? Do you remember? I don't remember I think exactly which one. Yeah, I think it was energy. I don't know. Yours was, like, going insane. Like, mine was, like, a helicopter. Right. <laughs> yeah. Mine was not so much, but... It was late. Right, it was late, and I usually go to bed at 7.30 because I'm, like, I don't know. I, do, I cannot stay up late. <laughs> Only when we're investigating. I don't know what it is. Right. I used to be cool. Now I'm a mom, and I go to bed, like, when my as kids go to bed. As soon as you can get the as kids As soon as my bed. kids are in bed, I am in bed. So at the end of that workshop, she actually let us all go up and pick out a pendulum. So I thought it was kind of cool. You went and got yours, I went and got mine. We came back and we sat down and we picked the same one. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> but what was extra cool was mine. I didn't even realize it, but I had a fairy on the end. I thought that was fate because, you know, I love fairies. Right. So, I don't know. We're just connected like that, I guess. Right. Good. Great like, minds think alike. Are we both like blue sparkly things? I don't know <laughs> which one it is. Um, I, the other workshop that we did was the... Reaching Beyond the Veil with April Slaughter. So it was kind of a like communication with spirits with spirits type thing. I enjoyed it. It was really good. It was really interesting. And just to like some of the equipment she had, I've never seen before. Yeah. So that was neat. And she didn't went into detail on like how she used some of the equipment and some of her personal history with the equipment. Yeah. And she was really excited. A skeptic in a lot of the equipment that she actually now uses. Right, and I like that she was a skeptic. She doesn't just believe it. I'm jealous that people give her equipment for free to use, right? Yeah, that they made the equipment for her <laughs> and sent it to her. Yeah, I was like, dang. One day, right? Right. Goals. <laughs> goals, yeah. <laughs> Hashtag para goals. <laughs> that was the last thing that we did at the conference. And by that time, I was completely exhausted because it was like two and a half days of just going, going, going. Yeah. And I was not going to bed at 7.30 like usual. <laughs> right. And I was getting up way early and I was just so tired. I remember I just wanted to sleep. <laughs> yeah, probably the most incredible 
part of that workshop was when she played the 11 minute conversation that she had with her grandpa that had passed away. Yeah, that was pretty emotional and it was for like, a lot of people. Yeah, and it was literally like listening to a phone conversation. It was... An, Unbelievable. Right, it was like an EVP, oh my like the gold standard. Oh my gosh, yeah. I get goosebumps thinking about it still. I can't believe I didn't cry. I am a crier. Like, yeah. everything makes me cry. Commercials. <laughs> I mean, everything makes me cry. I don't know how I did not cry, but I was probably too tired to cry. But Probably. Yeah, that was amazing. Everybody should get her book and read it. I believe that she said the transcript from that conversation's in there. Yeah. So she says she's not going to play that anymore because it's so hard for her to listen to. Right. So you should definitely. The book's called Reaching Beyond the Veil. So you should get that and read it. It's amazing. And that was the final part of the conference for us. I know there's some investigations going on at that time, but that was the last event that we attended that night. And that was pretty much wrapped it up. Every year the conference just gets bigger and better. And they've already got the dates set out for next year. And I'll put, I'll put those in the show notes along with a, a link to the conference. I really enjoyed it. I can't wait till next year. Yeah, I pretty much look forward to it every year. I know. It used to be like rock concerts. And now we're like, oh, the paranormal conference. The rock concert's too much for us. You don't get sunburned at a paranormal conference. No <laughs> one ever got sunburned at a paranormal conference. <laughs> This is so true. I like it because, you know, you start to see the same faces. It's like you get to know people because it's, you know, they go year after year. And it's just neat to meet the same people. And Yeah, it kind of turns into cheers where everybody knows your name. Right, exactly. So true. I think that sums it up for me. Nothing else? Nothing else. All right. Well, I think that does it then for... The Haunted America Conference. And we're actually going to be doing... We're doing a t-shirt giveaway. Yep. I wanted to mention that. We're doing on iTunes for reviews. Once we reach 20 reviews, and they don't even have to be five stars. Even if you hate us, we'll put you in the drawing. But we're going to uh, draw a name, and you'll win a free t-shirt. And I think right now we're at 14 reviews. Right. So just six more, and then we'll have our drawing. So make sure you rate and review us on iTunes. You can find us on Facebook at Until Dawn Podcast. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at Until Dawn Podcast. Or you can email us at UntilDawnPodcast at gmail.com. If you want, you can give us a call or shoot us a text message at 913-703-DAWN and... If you leave a message, we'll play it on the show, or we'll read your message on the show. And also, I just want to tell Beth that she needs to quit planting these margarita nights up in Columbia. She needs to plant something down here where I'm at. I'm always getting <laughs> left out. Makes me feel sad. <laughs> on that note, I'm Coy. I'm Felicia. And this is Until Dawn. <laughs>